Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Coming up on today's show, I have not one, not two, but three guests. I have Rika Deocampo, Alex Covington, and Pat Bashal from the We Might Be Superheroes web series. You'll get to hear about Rika and Alex's theater background, Pat's filmmaking background, how they came together to make this really fun web series, and some geeky stuff in general. I mean, it involves superheroes, so how can it not? But first, I want to talk about the Unicorn Wranglers and the release of their brand new album, Murder Mystery Night. It has 10 brand new tracks, including their new single, Carne Asada, and Twin Peaks, which happens to be the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. Murder Mystery Night is available now on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And don't forget to check them out on social media. Like them on Facebook. Their Twitter and Instagram handles are at Wranglers. And last but not least, check out their website, unicornwranglers.com. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Diamond. Experience! Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience for the week of December 11th, 2014, exactly two weeks to the day from Christmas. I am your host, Derek Diamond, coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. It's a nice chilly morning here in Pensacola, Florida. I'm actually recording this intro very early Thursday morning. My schedule has been kind of weird this week, so haven't really had time to do the intro So I had to wake up super early, I've had two cups of coffee, and hopefully for mine and the listener's sake, I can get through this. But before we get to our guest this week, I have a couple of news topics that I'd like to get into. The primary thing being the Sony leak that happened recently. I don't know the exact details of it, but apparently a lot of information regarding Sony was leaked to the public. And one of those things being that Sony has been in talks with Marvel Studios about allowing Marvel Studios to use the character of Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War, which will adapt the Civil War comic book storyline that Spider-Man plays a very integral part of. And the details are kind of confusing because I keep hearing different reports, but the big thing that I've read is that Sony, the big thing they want is they still want creative control over the solo Spider-Man films. And then after that, they say talks broke down, but there's hope that a deal might happen. There's been, there's been a lot of conflicting stories or a lot of different stories. So it's kind of hard to interpret what's fact and what's not. But I will say my personal opinion, if that is true... I wouldn't blame Marvel for saying no because Sony has been very hit or miss with the Spider-Man films. I grew up a huge Spider-Man fan, still am to this day. And as far as the original trilogy goes, to me the only really good one was the second one. First one was okay. Third one was terrible. And as far as the new films go, the first one was really good. Second one, I didn't hate it as much as other people did, but it still wasn't really that great. I do really like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, so if by chance this happens, I hope they opt to keep Andrew Garfield and not recast Spider-Man again. But we'll see what happens. I personally, 
I hate to say it, but I don't think anything will happen because I, I don't know how soon Captain America is going to start filming, but I imagine it's not that far away. So we'll we'll just have to see what happens. But I personally don't think that uh, Spider-Man will be in the film, but I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because I, I think having the most popular Marvel character be able to interact with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans as Iron Man and Captain America, respectively, and they're bringing in Black Panther, they're bringing in all other kinds of uh, Marvel characters. So I just think that would be fantastic. It, it's, it'd be kind of a surreal thing, to be honest, just because it's been so long since Sony's had the rights to Spider-Man that it would just be great to have him included in movies with all these great characters. So that's my thoughts on the Sony slash Marvel slash Spider-Man situation. And really, that was kind of the main news story that I wanted to touch on. Uh, something that I did late last night, and I promised Pat Bashal, one of my guests that you'll be hearing momentarily, that I would watch an episode of the old 1966 Batman show. And that's exactly what I did. I found it on iTunes. I watched the first episode. It was exactly what I expected. It was a goofy, campy show, but I have no issue with that. It was it was kind of fun, honestly. It looked like the cast members were having fun doing it. And we're so used to seeing the serious interpretation of Batman, which I love, don't get me wrong, but after hearing so much about this show and how so many people loved it growing up that you know I just finally had to break down and watch it. And I, I will say it, it's, it's pretty fun. And after watching the We Might Be Superheroes web series, it definitely patterns itself a little bit after the 66 Batman show. And last thing that I wanted to discuss really quick, um, I'd like to thank the Unicorn Wranglers, not just for their music and allowing me to use their song Twin Peaks from their new album Murder Mystery Night, as I've said at the end of my intro for the last few weeks. Um, I got to go on a trip with them this past weekend to their hometown of Tallahassee, where they played a show at the first Friday event. For those that live in Pensacola, it's very similar to our gallery night. They played a show there. I got to take some photos and some video and uh, spend the weekend with them, with their family, and it was it was a lot of fun. We got to do the Jingle Bell Run on Saturday night in downtown Tallahassee. We watched the Florida State game and several other things, but it, it was just an overall fun trip. So guys, if you're listening, thank you very much for that fun weekend. And last thing before we get to our guest this week, you guys are actually going to get to hear the new single from Murder Mystery Night by the Unicorn Wranglers called Carne Asada. So sit back, enjoy the song, and we'll be right back with Pat, Alex, and Rika. Come and take a ride on a one-way train Traveling with no money, just a whole lot of pain Left my woman crying with a house of shame Picking up the pieces, got no one to blame I'm heading out west, seeking fortune and fame I'm heading out west, seeking fortune and fame We all got things we leave behind Some of us are living on borrowed time Searching for answers we need to find God knows the truth can't be unkind Looking 
And we're back on the Derek Diamond experience with my three special guests this week. This is actually the biggest Skype call I've ever done. From the We Might Be Superheroes web series, we have Rika, De Ocampo, Alex Covington, and Pat Bashal. Guys, how you doing? Good. Good, yeah. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So did I get everybody's names right? Yes. Sweet. They're in. Sweet. Great start. Great start. So where, where are you guys calling from? Uh, I guess I'll start. I'm calling from uh, Brooklyn. I live in Williamsburg. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got a nice apartment. I'm in Manhattan. I'm in the Upper West Side. And I'm Queens, baby. The other New York, as I nice. like to say. Yeah, King of Queens. Nice. So three New Yorkers and one Floridian. So yeah. th- this should be a, a pretty interesting show. Are, are all of you guys from New York? Um, I'm from California originally. Okay. So no. No, I'm from DC. Well, like right outside of DC in Northern Virginia, um, like Fairfax County. I grew up in Fairfax County, went to high school in DC, and then just kind of moved around a lot. So, like where to? uh, I lived in Michigan for college. I went to University of Michigan, and then I lived in Maui um, for about a year, and then I moved here. 
Um, I guess it's not a lot, but it's more moving than I think most people do. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, Pat, are you from New York? Um, you know, I am, but I actually grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. So, Southern boy at heart, but uh, oh, nice. came up in uh, in junior high, so that's why I talk like this. That's what nice. they say, you get your accent, so that's why I don't have a Southern <laughs> accent. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, South Carolina is a beautiful place. I've been to both North and South a few times, so it's a really, really nice place. So, uh, what made all three of you, you're from the uh, We Might Be Superheroes web series, did all three of you want to get involved with the film industry at an early age, or was it something that kind of came along later? Um, you don't have a... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't have an order. <laughs> I know. Um, Pat, why don't you start? Well, okay, since I've, I'm the one who created the series, and I'm obviously the oldest one here, um, I've been just making movies for a long time, Super 8, uh, made some horror movies, straight-to-video horror movies, uh, some later sh movies uh, in the 90s, some music videos, that kind of stuff. And so then I decided I wanted to do sort of a web series. So that's, that's how it sort of came about. And I casted these two people as uh, my superheroes. These two people. <laughs> the two people. <laughs> Um, I, I actually wasn't really uh, super interested in film growing up. Um, I was an, a big musical theater geek and still am. Um, and uh, it's Rika, by the way. I don't know if we've said our names for our voices. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was a big musical theater geek and I wanted to be on Broadway and then um, got a little derailed and started doing more opera. And I um, sang opera for about nine years. And instead of pursuing that, I was like, no, I think I want to be an actor now. And so I moved to New York to be an actor. Sweet. Do, um, as much acting in all mediums as possible. Sweet. Um, and uh, this is Alex. And uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I've always had an interest in uh, just the performing arts in general. Um. I, I definitely have always loved TV, <laughs> so uh, I definitely have always wanted to to be a part of that. But like Rika, I I started singing first uh, and have done professional musical theater, uh, you know, as an adult and in my life. So uh, this is, I guess, a little bit of a later thing to get into. But I've always wanted to do it. What what, what made both of you guys want to go into theater? Uh, Rika, do you want to answer first, or should I? <laughs> you can go first, Alex. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, when I was, like, two years old, my mom uh, played The Wizard of Oz for me. Mm -hmm. Apparently, from what I've heard from her, I sat there just, like, stoically watching it, like, without moving. And as a two-year-old, that's pretty amazing. Um, so I really just kind of, since I can remember, I've just loved... I've just loved singing and music and so much that I just kind of always knew that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, for me, um, I, I was singing before I could talk. I mean, I, I like to imagine that I was singing in the womb. So it's kind of something that I've always done. And ever since I was tiny, and I come from a Filipino family, so we're very musical, and we're um, 
we're kind of all performers. And uh, so anytime there was a group of more than two people in our house, my mom would be like, hey, Rika, why don't you sing for them? And then I did. And so there began my singing career in front of people and performing life. And it's all I ever wanted forever. <laughs> Have you guys been involved in any, like, what, what's the biggest theater project you've been involved with? Um, this is Alex again. Um, well, I've done, um, I've done like, you know, professional, uh, equity productions. So that just means like not, not Broadway, but like in the country, the sort of highest level theater you can do sort of around the country. Um, and I've done, I've done, um, something like hair and rent and, uh, spring awakening most recently. Uh, as far as like level goes, I did a off Broadway um, kind of new musical show as part of the um, New York Musical Theater Festival. Maybe mm-hmm. to be considered the highest level thing, but uh, the shows I did regionally were all really great, incredible director, great cast, um, and I played great roles. So I don't know how to answer that totally, but that's the kind of stuff that I've done. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, Alex has done a ton of awesome things. You can see her stuff online. It looks, or, well, she sounds and looks great. Um, for me, uh, I have I've been pursuing theater and acting um, a lot less or later than um, Alex did. I most of my stuff has been about singing, and um, and I I sang at the White House for Proclamation of Black Music Month. I was an honored or special guest. Um, Oh, that's cool. It was actually really great. And it was a little funny being a Filipino girl singing for Proclamation of Black Music Month. (laughs) So, but uh, it was fantastic. I I mean, being at the White House and then having a special tour, being in the Oval Office and um, meeting some fantastic artists like Take Take Six and um, Regina Bell and, and Debbie Allen, who... I had done a lot of work with before with um, with a choir that I sang with. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the highest things that I've done. <laughs> so no, that that's really cool though. Yeah. That, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I sang um, I sang with a friend of mine, and we sang uh, a duet. We sang a, a Negro spiritual for Proclamation of Black Music Month in two thousand and one. I think. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Pat, what, what made you want to go into filmmaking? I, I don't know, just uh, playing around with the Super 8 camera, like I said, when I was a kid. And, you know, a big lover of, uh, you know, cheap movies and, uh, you know, B-movies, Ed Wood, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, I just sort of gravitated towards it, horror movies. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a true uh, geek on that kind of stuff. And I don't, it just morphed into that. I have like sort of a corporate job where I do sort of corporate video, which is really boring and stuff, but uh, mm. it, it pays for uh, these endeavors, you know? You got to pay the bill somehow. Yeah, exactly. What, what kind of geeky stuff were you into? Well, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, it's funny because I was listening to your podcast, like I was laughing about some, you know, when you were talking about how you saw the new uh, Star Wars trailer and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, I, and I immediately thought like, oh, did you see Stephen Colbert's reaction to it? And I thought you might have seen it was funny. And uh, I also loved how they did the George Lucas version of it. Did you see that online? Oh, you that know? was fantastic. So that funny. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, kind of a lot of stuff like that. The Power Rangers, like, you know, you, you interviewed the Power Rangers 
actress. Uh, you know, I used to watch the old, the actual stuff from Japan, the old uh, Change Man and all that stuff. So kind of predate a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, just everything, Ray Dennis Steckler, I don't know if, how, if you know any of these guys, but the, the real kind of cheapo, Herschel Gordon Lewis, uh, the, you know, those, those old kind of B-movies, you know, just the love, the love of a B-movie, sort of like with music, it's sort of like the, it's the garagey, the guys kind of doing it, doing it on their own, making it, you know, I find it a lot tr more true than a lot of like big Hollywood stuff, you know. So that's sort yeah. of been my mantra. And, you know, I love the Batman TV series. I think that's kind of evident when you watch this show. So sort of had that uh, influence in there going as well. So, yeah, that's my shtick. I, I may get scolded for this, but I have not seen a, seen a single episode of the old Batman series. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I want to watch it. I just, I just haven't really had a chance to. I know it just came out on Blu-ray. So yeah, it's having a big fingers, resurgence. Fingers crossed someone gets it for me for Christmas. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, funny, funny fact, you mentioned uh, the Power Rangers. Uh, we have a convention here every February called Pensacon. And one of the themes this year is we're having a, uh, a Power Rangers reunion oh. panel. And it's going to have the original uh, red, uh, blue, and black Rangers, and then the second yellow Ranger. <laughs> so so yeah. that'll, be, that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's very funny. Daria, the girl who does our fight choreography, is a huge uh, Power Rangers fan. And you know, she grew up on that. And so I'm sure she'll want to travel down to, to go to that show. But she was in oh, love with Tommy, funny. though, she said. That was the I one she was in love with Tommy. <laughs> yeah, she was in love with the bad boy, you know. <laughs> uh, I I actually met him at Dragon Con in Atlanta last year, and he's one of the few people. And what's funny is he wasn't even my favorite Power Ranger, but I was legitimately starstruck by him because I know how popular he is. And he's, like, I, he's the real deal, right? I mean, he really knows. It's had a fight and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, he's actually done a few MMA fights. Right. Yeah. He got into MMA. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he looks way different now than he did in the show. Yeah, Dar Daria, Daria's told us that as well, because yeah, she doesn't like the way she, he looks now, but that's another <laughs> story. Yeah. yeah so um, when, when all of you guys got into film, uh, what were some of the like early projects that you worked on before you started doing this web series? Um, honestly, th this web series is the the like most uh, substantial film thing that I've done. <laughs> to be to be real, I've done like a few indie films, like really, you know, like I was in a a couple of romantic. Uh, indie films um that went to some festivals and uh you know but other than that i've done so much i've just been focusing on musical theater and then i i really just kind of decided that i wanted to you know add this into my my life and my career and i saw this this audition posting and that's kind of where that went awesome yeah yeah, I mean, like, honestly, it's the same thing for me, um, except I wasn't doing a ton of musical theater. And prior to uh, to We Might Be Superheroes, like, the film stuff was mostly just small indie student films. Um, I was focusing a lot on, um, on aerial circus work. 
Um, I'm a pole dancer and so, and I teach pole dancing and, uh, I was focusing a lot on that and training and, um, doing like flying trapeze and, and things like that. And then I was like, ah, time to like hunker down and be an actor. Because so, <laughs> as much as I would want to run away with the circus, I would have to like train as a flyer for at least another two years before I could get into yeah. any of that stuff. And I was like, but I want to be an actor more so than anything else. So, um, yeah, then Cat, I mean, Cat, Pat had uh, cast these two girls in the show. <laughs> and before we get to the, the web series, uh, Rika, when I was reading your bio, it also said that you have a martial arts background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, I did a lot of different kinds of training. I did um, Arnis and Jiu-Jitsu and um, some kickboxing and uh and I did a little bit of MMA also. I come from a fighting family also. We're, we're Filipino fighters. Oh, wow. uh, my entire family, we're all black belts. So <laughs> the, the life martial arts kind of just lives in the bones with me. So I assume you started Taekwondo at an early age? I did. So when I was about six years old, um, my... I'm the youngest of four. My brothers, uh, who was the oldest and then the middle brother, were in Taekwondo. And they were competing in, um, in the Junior Olympics and, and fighting at an Olympic level. And um, part of a team. That, and uh, I idolized them because I was six. And that's all we did. We traveled around the country and they would compete. And all I wanted to do was compete, but I was too young. So when I turned eight, I think, for my eighth birthday, um, my mom finally enrolled me into Taekwondo. And I was so happy and so obsessed and so glad that I could just do the things that my brothers were doing and then I could hit people. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Do you still do Taekwondo? No, I don't. I don't train anymore. I still have friends back home in in um, Northern Virginia that like now own studios and they or well, I guess you would say dojos, but I just call them schools. Um, and, and they still train and um, and they're fantastic. I just I don't really do that anymore, um, except for on camera. There are times where I'll go home for like. Easter and go out for a workout session and then spar with a few friends and they're always like, "Man, Rika, still there? You still got it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know," because it gets that's awesome on screen. <laughs> so that, that's really cool. Um, Pat, what gave you the idea to do the "We Might Be Superheroes" web series, and what exactly is the series about? Well, you know, it came about by the idea that um, actually, you know, like I said, I had sort of made some films in the 80s, 90s. And, uh, you know, between that and work and stuff, it was just getting too much. I didn't I couldn't uh, keep up with it. And then I noticed uh, web series, you know, sort of started making, a, you know, a comeback, you know, on, on, on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, oh, this I could do because it's short segments i could use other people to direct and write you know i'll sort of produce and oversee it and maybe do a few episodes you know write some episodes and it just gave me a lot more freedom and so i guess and the whole idea came about was uh you know i've always loved the batman tv series which you haven't seen and then sort of the idea of 
you know, the, the theory of like the two, you know, a lot of the web series I saw were about like living in New York and what it's like to live in New York. So I thought, okay, let's, let's take it like these, uh, two girls living in New York, but, uh, you know, on the side, they're crime fighters. And so the theory is when they're technically, um, Christine and Riley, the two, their alter egos, that's like a real world, you know, a crappy apartment and, you know, living in the city and that kind of stuff, you know, thrift stores and all that. But then when they're the superheroes, it turns into the Adam West Batman with, you know, lots of bright colors, the typical, you know, over the top villains, thugs fighting, you know, that that is not so real. And so that just sort of appealed to me and it sort of took off. And when I talked to some of the people I was involved with, they liked the idea and we knew it was only going to work if we casted like these two people really had to have chemistry and work together. And, you know, that was obviously a big, big part of it. So we thought if we can cast it right, this will be great and it'll take off. But if, you know, if we can't get the right people, then forget it. And so that's, that's, that was the, the catalyst. So when we knew when we were casting that we had to get people that would really, you know, f- not only fit the part, get the idea, understand when we're, jo- you know, the flavor of it, because it is sort of a balancing act, and then especially get along really well. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the how it came came to be. Cool. Um, to both Rika and Alex, how did you hear about uh, We Might Be Superheroes and uh, what what was it that appealed to you that made you want to be a part of it? Um, Alex, I know you love this story. Go for it. <laughs> um, oh, yes, I do. Um, we, you know, at Pat posted a, a casting notice in a online uh, audition place called backstage.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was just going through audition notices like I always do. Um, and I stumbled upon it and, uh, it just sounded exactly like something that I would want to do. It was, you know, it, it had a little action and a little, uh, you know, a little bit of that kind of drama, but also the sort of quirky girls trying to get by in the city kind of idea really just felt like me and something that I could do. Um, and they had, he had a little bit of the, uh, villain the villain is vinyl script like a teeny tiny portion of it i guess just to give us an idea of what what the show was like uh and i read that and i again was just like i really like whoever wrote this i like how it's written and i i get what the joke is and um so that's really what did it for me um yeah Sorry, they're listening in the same place backstage. And um, I read it and saw, oh, fighting nerds? Cool, I'll submit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of literally, I was like, oh, this is, has fighting and, and is about nerds and, and like comic books? That's totally me. And I actually submitted for Christine and came in and auditioned for Christine. And I walked in the door and Pat took my headshot and said, you're here for Riley, right? And I was like, no, Christine. I'm supposed to Christine. And then I read, and um, and I got called back, and they were like, we really like you, but we don't like you for Christine. We like you for Riley. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do that. So you're you're big into the, the comic book nerd fandom as well. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm, what, a, I'm a nice what, what's, 
What specific uh, geeky and nerdy things are, are you into? So my favorite show of all time is Buffy. Um, I'm obsessive about it and uh, love the comic books as well. Um, I'm really big into Marvel comics and um, and X-Men specifically. Um, I loved reading the House of M series and, uh, and Age of Apocalypse and kind of anything that I can get my hands on, really. X-23 is one of my favorite characters. Um, Rogue has always been one of my favorite characters. Anytime there's any sort of cartoon version of it, I will watch it. Um, I've gotten really upset at telev- or at the TV. I mean, sorry, not the TV. I've gotten really upset at the movies. But um, <laughs> so, I, so, like, the cartoons tend to stay closer or yeah. more creative and, and less, um, less ripping out my heart. <laughs> but, yeah, that's totally the things that, like, I'm into. And... It's kind of funny because I'm also any if the the joke with me is that if there's anything that has a dragon in it, I'm gonna obsess. Is there a dragon? Big fan of dragons. Is there a dragon? Is there like is there gonna be like blood and and um, some sort of music or or magical fantasy thing? I'm gonna be into that. So. So are you into Lord of the Rings at all? I love it. I love Lord of the Rings. So you since you like dragons, you must have really liked Smog. Um, I really love Smog, actually, but I, to be honest, I haven't seen the second film, so... Really? Mm-hmm, to be very honest, I mean, it's really wow. creepy being a superhero, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really busy being a superhero, and then also, like, you know, dancing on poles and stuff like that, and doing true, circus true. stuff, but yeah, there, there is something about splitting up The Hobbit into three parts that, that turn me off a bit um and then i decided since i didn't get to see the second one i'll just wait till they come out with the extended versions and just watch it all in one weekend like one all the way through so that's a good idea that's totally my plan have you done that with the original series or with the original series with the first movies i have not i actually haven't done any type of binge watching with a trilogy if you watch the marathon if you marathon it with like the full um extended versions it's it's kind of ridiculous i I need to do that one day well i i won't spoil the second hobbit movie for you but i'll tell you that smog is fantastic yeah he's uh, he's awesome he was my favorite always i mean like oh me too the cartoon hobbit um Mm -hmm. way back in the 80s i think is one of my favorite movies (laughs) so yeah and i kind of watch that once a month (laughs) sweet so you you were a big fan of like the 90s cartoons like the x-men the mm-hmm. spider-man those type of cartoons yeah I, I remember watching those uh after school every day those were just great me too i'm a big fan of them in fact um i went home for thanksgiving and i was wearing a rogue t-shirt and my niece who's who just turned 10 she looked at me and she goes you know Rico, what is that who is that on your shirt and i said this is rogue from the x-men and she was like who's that and i was like oh Okay. Oh no. We're not watching any more like My Little Pony stuff. You're gonna sit down and watch X Men, and you need to do it right now. And I sat her down in our living room, and I started <laughs> playing X Men. And I was like, Alyssa, you need to learn this. This is your homework. Watch all of this from now on. And she she was like, okay. And then continued to watch it. And I was like, how do you like it? She was like, oh my god, I really like it. I really like it. Who's that? And it was like, I think Nightcrawler had popped up or something. 
Um, oh, no, Gambit. She, like, didn't understand Gambit. And I was like, oh, let me tell you about Gambit, because he's one of my favorites also. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. That, that's really, really cool. Educate so, young minds. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You should have said, you'll thank me later, whenever you made your niece sit down and watch X-Men. I, I was just like, Alyssa, trust me. This is awesome. You will be so cool. Go <laughs> watch it. <laughs> so, so what exactly, uh, back to the web series, uh, what are each of your specific roles in the series? Um, well, I play uh, Christine uh, slash Faith. Uh, Christine is, um, you know, kind of more more nerdy <laughs> than Riley uh, and very smart, kind of the brains behind the operation um, and very, like, uh, purely dedicated to what it means she's to being a superhero. <laughs> what? Say she's the brains like I'm a dingbat. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm good at, like, hacking into systems and, like, you know, anything that just requires... You're brawn, okay? You are brawn. Okay. You hack into systems, I hack into people's faces. Yeah, I cannot fight nearly as well as you. Um, so that's that's basically my, my role. I'm sort of that side of things. Cool. And then Rika, you play Riley. Correct? I play Riley slash Hope, and and totally right, Alex. Totally right. I am the brawn. I, I usually like to describe um, Riley as uh, as like a a bitchy fighter who likes to eat everything in sight. And um, the eating thing is pretty funny. Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. The for the pilot, I ate like a ten pounds of food. <laughs> <laughs> Because we had to do, like, take over take, and I would just start spitting out food that's, like, I think in one of the takes, the sandwich I bit into, I had already bit into. So, like, I was like, I don't care. Let me just eat everything. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, because I actually watched the the three parts of the pilot before uh, we did this interview. The, the first thing I'll say about it, the intro theme is extremely catchy, and it's been stuck in my head all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Jacqueline! Yay! And two, it just it looks like you guys have a lot of fun doing it, and it, it makes it fun to watch. Yeah, we really do. Yeah, we have a great time. I mean, Pat was really great in casting both of us because after after the audition or after the callbacks, like we became friends, and like Alex and I are like best friends now. So we totally we, have a good time hanging out. Together. Like an, we had like an instant instant friendship. Like the callback, we were just like, this has to be us because. It just has to be. Yeah, and we have such a great time on set. And, like, we're a big family, right, Pat? Yes, of <laughs> course. I was going to say, uh, no, I, I wanted to tell the story of, from our perspective. So when we were uh, auditioning them originally, uh, you know, Alex came in and she had her, like, uh, glasses on and her hair tied back. And she was asking me all these questions because we saw her sort of as the Nancy Drew who can figure out plots and that character. And she was asking me so many questions and I had sort of changed the sides, you know, to fit the the dialogue that, you know, was a, a way f we took part of a script, but we had to change it a little bit so they could read. And she figured out all the parts that I had changed, but you know, well, why is she doing this? And I'm like, Oh boy. And so I was like, you out Nancy drew me. I can't, I can't to answer that question. I changed it. I came <laughs> clean, you know? And so then like what Rika said, when she came in and we were like, Oh, she's reading for Riley. And she's like, no, no, uh, 
for Christine. And we were like, what? And so she read and we asked her to, to cold read for Riley, which she did. But, you know, it, it was funny because she was just like, you know, she didn't really know the lines and everything. And so she left and we're all like, she's Riley, she's Riley. And so the other thing was we always saw... Um, we always thought Christine would be taller than Riley. I don't know why, but it was just something in our head. And Alex isn't that tall. And no. we did sort of a, uh, you know, when we when we did the callbacks, we sort of did a round robin. And basically what we did was we had like six to nine people and we sort of rotated them. Like, let's see this one read with this one, this one read with this one, that kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, Rika was actually shorter than Alex. And we we're like, oh, oh, look at that. And so... And so we kind of really liked them, and, and we had a good feeling about them. And, and little things they did really felt we'd like, oh, they really get the character. And we did the fight rehearsal, and one of my favorite things, was they were, they were Alex and Rika, not Riley and, and Christine. And we're blocking the fight scene, and so I was saying, so, you know, now two guys, uh, you know, are, are trying to get you, um, uh, Rika. And she's like, I can handle two guys, like like i could give a crap right i could kick their ass and then alex is like no no we're a team we're a team and i was like oh my god they're doing the characters now right and so like they said when they left we kind of noticed they left together we were kind of whispering oh look they left together oh that's a good sign and so when we when we actually we offered the part to alex first and so because we thought you know if how would would the dynamic of the two characters when you know the chemistry and so she accepted. And so then we went to Rika. But I don't know if you remember this, Rika, but there was something wrong with your email. And it, we, we couldn't get in touch with you. And so we're like, yeah, it's like she's not getting an email. So I found her on Facebook. And that's how I ended up getting in touch with her. And so she already knew that Alex had the part because they were <laughs> friends. And, and I was like, oh, that's a good sign. That's a really well, good sign. Alex had messaged me and she was like, I got the part. Did you get it? And I was like, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> but there was something wrong. I couldn't get through the, the email. I remember that. I don't remember the exact problem. But yeah, it was like a few days later. And, and then we were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, so that was pretty funny. And yeah, it's true. Like day one, it was incredible. The two of them were so funny. And in a way, I was like, you know, you got to be more strangers now. You guys are too close already. We got to we got to break it up a little bit. And uh, you know, it, and and that was a big deal. And and they could tell you, you know, these are things are shot cheap, and you don't know what's going on that day. And I mean, they get the script and everything, but you know, like, oh, by the way, this is the gun. Oh, this is the room, and this, and you're like, and they're always like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> it was, which is great, you know, from our end. And and you know, like they'll tell you, there's a lot of people that work on it. Sometimes different directors directors different writers and they just always adapt and even our dp who who's travis who shoots most of the shows he was just like it's out of our hands now it's they're the characters now they they own it so if, if they change it if they say the dialogue's got to go this way it's got to go that way you know and that's how we we do it now and it, it's it's a pretty good functioning machine although time like you say is always the hardest thing making these things but uh it yeah. when we when we get together it moves it moves quick it moves well that's that's cool. It's great that things like YouTube and other forms of social media have really allowed for projects like this to be, you know, showcased better than they would have been, say, ten or fifteen years ago. So, like, how how important has social media been with this project? It's I would, from my perspective, it drove it. And the example I give that's a little complicated. I was uh, like I said, I was sort of working and. 
and it was hard for me to commit to a feature or anything. And I had done this project a couple of years back, maybe five or six years ago, where I said, oh, I'm just going to make the trailer. It'll be fun. I don't have to worry about continuity and all that kind of stuff. It'll be fun. I'll just make a trailer and put it up on YouTube. That'll be enough. So I did it. And, you know, a lot of my old fans and stuff were like, oh, when is this coming out and everything? So I decided to make it like a, a film. And that was the biggest mistake of my life because, you know, we had shot it all in pieces and stuff and it, it just didn't work. And the film was terrible and I was very disappointed with it. And so then when I saw like the idea of a series and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. We shoot the whole thing in one to two days. I mean, we keep going, but each thing has become self-contained. So that's continuity. You know, Alex always write me, I'm changing my hair. And it's like, eh, it doesn't matter. It's later on. You know, we can kind of get away from that because we're not like doing, this is in the scene before or after. You know, it's, it's, it's like life as it goes on. People cut their hair. People, you know, do different things. So to me, the social media, the idea of the series and then like, promoting it with twitter and all that in the facebook and all that kind of stuff it's just been perfect it really has and i i don't see another way I, this wouldn't have been possible five years ago five years ago i don't think we could have done it yeah i i i totally see what you're getting at um what what have been some of the other highlights with with filming uh this series like maybe some funny onset stories or you know just maybe something that was kind of a struggle to do and then you completed it and it felt like this really big accomplishment. Well, I mean, I have like a few things and, and I'll, I'll mention two. <laughs> now you're going to get into the stories. I'll mention two, two things that I think were accomplishments for me. Well, one, um, it's always really fun to, to do fight sequences. And um, Daria and I, we, we work together a lot on them. And um, our big fight sequence in the Troy and Ice episode was, like, really great to choreograph, really good to rehearse. And then, like, once we got into it, it was fantastic. And we shot at, like, Pat's house upstate. And it was, like, freezing in the basement. And we, we all were, like, well, I was shivering. And I actually was doing a play at the time and, like, came in on, like, the last train to upstate. And then the next day we started filming and we only had, like, three hours. And so we were, like, everyone was really stressed about it. Pat, you were freaked out. Um, I'm always freaked out. Yeah. And then, like, Daria and I were, like, it's okay. Let's just fight. And, like, you went from being freaked out, and then we started fighting, and you were like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like, like everything was, like, calm once we started making wild fight noises, which was interesting, and I loved that. Um, it's one of them. And then the other one for me as a personal victory, we shot one day um, out in Long Island, and it was the day after my birthday, so I was not completely all together. I was quite hungover. <laughs> and we shot. I was like, thanks, guys. But that, that's okay. I'll show up and be professional and do my job. And there's, a, there's like a scene that we used in the episode of me eating like breadsticks on the train. And I just assumed it was just like behind the scenes footage, but we were actually using it. And I was eating breadsticks to like thwart my hangover, which I thought was hilarious that it somehow made it into the episode. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, awesome. That's okay then because Riley just eats freaking everything. So it's cool. That's true. That's true. I don't yeah. have, you know, I'm trying to think of like 
a specific story and I'm having a really hard time. I just, I think overall, you know, it's just such a, it's such a pleasure for me. Like, um, it, there's moments that are hilarious, you know, like little, uh, little funny things that might happen or jokes somebody makes, you know, we're, we have such a great time mm-hmm. shooting, mm-hmm. shooting this. Um, and you know, there, there have been a few episodes that I've just been really proud of that I just, that have been like so much fun. And, you know, like Pat was saying at this point, you know, we, we really get a lot of like license to improv if we want to, you know, like if we feel like, were inspired to like try something they're so great about letting us do that and um it just has made for like really great fun you know like the the um one of the episodes um what what did it ended up being called take out takedown yeah the take out takedown that's right <laughs> yeah um that was like such it was such a blast i i mean we had many takes where we would just like have to stop and like start laughing for like a minute and then try again to do it. Cause I mean, I was just totally crazy that day. <laughs> I was coming up with really weird stuff. Um, but you know, I just, it's just such a great experience, but I don't have like, you know, well, I want to say that Alex is sort of the peacemaker on the set. She's always like in a really good mood and she's always trying to like, she just wants everyone to get along. And, you know, sometimes these things, as, as uh, Rika tells you, sometimes I get a little stressed. I'll cough to that. <laughs> that, you know, we're working under, you know, uh, tough conditions and we've got to get things done quickly and everything. And Alex is always like, well, you know, why don't we just, yeah, well, you know, you have your point. They have their point. We can all get along. You know, she's the great peacemaker. I think if she wasn't there, we'd, you know, I'd get my ass kicked, I think. I think Rika would kill me. <laughs> I would not. No, I'm teasing. Rika's wonderful. She's a pisser. Yeah, I- yeah. And, no, it's funny. And the other funny thing I notice about the two of them is, and the other thing is that there's not a real star. It's you know, it, if even if you watch the episodes, each week we switch the opening person. So one week it'll be Alex, and the next week it'll be Rika. And we really want to keep it even-handed. And I've noticed that as we do it, they also like to be even-handed, like in everything. Like in other words, like uh, Rika's like, "Oh, I'm always the straight guy. I, I never get to be the funny one." And then, and then Alex is always like, "I never get to beat anybody up, and I want to do this." And it's very funny that they end up wanting to do each other's. You know, they want a taste of each each thing, which I, I think is pretty funny and and works great actually. And, and we play off of that where you know Alex will take somebody down, kind of funny, and Rika will do something. She's like, "See, I can think. I can do it." You know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And it works for the characters, I think. Yeah, I got a brain. Yeah, you got a brain. Yeah, she said she actually says that in one episode. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Well, and then you know what's actually really funny when you just watch if you if you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, Alex and I are so small. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was oh, I got to say that when we were originally casting, I was a little concerned about uh, how short they were. And and uh, Owen, one of the directors, he was like, "Oh, we'll look tougher because our the henchmen are so pathetic. They'll look better because they're like bigger. It'll look, it'll well, look no. like they got to take <laughs> something down." I'm remembering, I'm remembering um, having I drove a Mercury Cougar, '69 Mercury Cougar, beautiful muscle car, and like Alex and I in the car is hilarious because I'm so small. The seat had to be pushed all the way forward, and the seat back had to be all the way up in order for me to drive that car. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do that. And it was just hilarious because we're like these two extremely tiny women in this like massive muscle car, which is hilarious to watch. 
Yeah, you know, it, we're really like, I, you know, I'm sure Rika feels this way too, but you know, sometimes I really kind of look at it and I'm like, this is an incredible experience. Because when do you have, you know, a series that, first of all, I mean, we've been doing this for two years now, which is already so wonderful to be doing something creative that long. Um, but to, to be like co-starring in it and to be in such a great group that you can come up with stuff and be kind of creative and, you know, it's, it, it's really, it's really an amazing opportunity. I just want to say that, you know, it's just really like, you know, actors like dream of this kind of stuff. (laughs) I don't know if I'd go that far, but all right. (laughs) I know it's low budget, but it doesn't matter, you know, we're. I think the stuff we're doing is is uh, is great for what we're doing with it, you know. Well, the important thing is you're having fun as well. Yeah. So, how many episodes have you guys done? Well, we've got 21 now out, and we're working on the third season, and they're usually about 10 episodes. So, uh, you know, we're a little behind. We're trying to catch up. The holidays, certain things obviously slow us down, uh, but uh, so you know, we like to do about 10 a season. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And last thing I wanted to ask, uh, do you guys have a website or social media you'd like to plug so people can check out the series? Okay, Rika, you're on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For the series, so our website is wemightbesuperheroes.com. You can also just find us on YouTube. If you type in We Might Be Superheroes into the search bar, that's awesome. You can go ahead and do that. Um, but you can also get us at um, Amusement Films. And that's also the Twitter handle for the company, or for the production company. Um, as far as myself, I my Twitter is Rika Vika, R-I-C-A-V-E-E-K-A. And you can find me on, like, kind of all over social media with that handle. Um, yeah, and you can check out my website, RikaDeocampo.com. What up? You're so good at all that. You're just like, boom, here's, here's everything. Check out <laughs> Alex Covington at alexcovington.com. Thank you. That's correct. <laughs> what's, my, what's my Twitter handle? ACUB22. No, ACUB33. <laughs> How did you screw that up? I'm only kidding. <laughs> 911. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show for this interview. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks. thank you, Derek. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Big thank you once again to Rika, Alex, and Pat for that really fun conversation. And I look forward to seeing more episodes of We Might Be Superheroes. And don't forget to check out the other shows on the Nerd Cave Network. We have the Nerd Cave Podcast every Tuesday. Wednesday is Fist of Monkey. The Derek Diamond Experience obviously is on Thursday, and every other Friday we have time for comics. And we hope to be available on uh, Stitcher Radio by the end of this week, or it might be early next week, but uh, sometime very soon all you Android fans will have access to all of our shows. But that's all I've got, so enjoy the rest of your week, have a safe and fun weekend, and we'll see you guys next Thursday.
You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.